go. Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check hey everybody welcome to background check podcast i'm your host jaden gum and i'm here in studio with my wonderful daughter, Jessalyn. And today, today's announcements is all about the sound effects. Yay! <laughs> they have been wanting... I've been waiting to do this for such a long time. They have been wanting us to do... Uh, they want, they've been wanting to play with these sound effects for a long time, right, Jessa? Yes. And so today, we're going to entertain my daughter, Jessa... With the sound effects. Yeah. All right. You sound, z- z- what do you want to start with? First uh, of all, welcome to Background Check Podcast, welcome. where we Perfect. believe your background shouldn't hold, hold you back. back. It, it should pay you back. back. All right. Brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past. Realize your future. Yes, that's right. We're so glad you're here today joining us in the studio. Beautiful studio. Beautiful studio where we continue to gather books and things that people give us. And uh, we're excited. Uh, so we're, we're glad to be here today. Welcome everybody watching on Pando Universe. What's up, Pando? Everybody welcome uh, listening by audio, Apple Podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. Spotify, whatever you're listening on, plod- uh, audio plod- podcast, podcast, plat- plat- plot- podcast. <laughs> whatever, uh, uh, whatever um, form, platform you're listening on, uh, the audio version, of welcome. We, we thank you for listening. We thank you for spreading the word. I tell you what, Jessa, we get so many e- uh, emails, messages, mm-hmm. not just from the Pando and people in prisons and jails, but we get them from um, uh, people out here, you know, also that listen to the audio version. But now, now it's on, uh, we're on YouTube. So now yeah. whatever, whatever we record, these right here with these cute faces, <laughs> mostly that one, um, yeah. is on, you can watch on the Forgiven Felons YouTube channel. All right. So go to the Forgiven Felons YouTube channel, hit subscribe. We've been posting uh, funny family stuff on there for years and some of our we events and stuff. We the one time. Yeah, there's a funny Keurig uh, coffee machine uh, video on there. Uh, but we've been posting stuff on there for years. So now we thought about doing a separate background check uh, uh, YouTube channel. But we're just like, you know what? It's mm. all it's all Forgiven Felons is yeah. Background Check Podcast, and Background Check, check Podcast, podcast is, is Forgiven Felons. felons. So, uh, so that's what we're going to do. And... Uh, Today, back by popular demand, I have to say that um, uh, we, we still got a lot of views from, from last week's episode with Steve, but it's mostly mm-hmm. because of Steve, not because of me doing the, the announcements by myself. Yeah. So people missed you. Did y'all miss Jessa? Did y'all miss her? Yeah. Okay, some things are different about you, right? So last okay, time... I'm going to take my headphones off to show you. Last time... Oh, she got her haircut. Remember she said she's going to get her haircut? Yes, yes. And then also, let's see, uh, some other things that have happened since you were on last is uh, you started school. So oh, yeah. tell us about school. How's school going? Oh, well, I have to wake up early now. 
So I have to go bed early too. Yeah, you got a you got an eight thirty bedtime max now, right? What do you think about that one? I don't like that one. Jessa does not like to go to bed early. She likes no. to stay up as late as possible. Uh, do you have kids like that out there? Uh, Jessa loves to, to stay up late. She loves to cuddle with us on the bed. She loves to watch. She will sacrifice watching the news with me just to stay up later and cuddle on the bed. So uh, the news is pretty entertaining. Yeah, yeah. You get to watch all the people. Mm. That are dying and getting killed at all. <laughs> it's getting bad, isn't it? Um, I don't know if you noticed, I'm repping the uh, Texas Rangers today. I got Marcus Simeon here. Some of y'all have asked about the bobblehead dolls. <laughs> this is Pudge Rodriguez, best catcher of all time. Woo-hoo! Uh, and Marcus Simeon, uh, also, I mean, representing the first place Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Astros lost today. So every time we lose, the Astros lose. So we're staying two and a half games ahead of them. So uh, go go Rangers, Rangers, beat those Astros, yay! Uh, so anyway, I just feel like repping a hat today, repping my team. Uh, it is football season. I'm not going to bore you all the time with my Steeler jerseys, but I will. But anytime he gets on, I will also get on with my Cowboys jersey. All right, so yeah, we'll do that. We'll represent our teams during during <laughs> during football season with the Cowboys and Steelers. But uh, today we got some announcements, Jess. Uh, uh, oh yeah! Anything else you want to tell tell about school? Uh, how do you like your teachers? They're okay. Did you know? I, did you know any of your teachers? No. No. But you know what? You didn't know your teachers last year either, and they're like Ms. Brewer has been one of your favorite teachers so far. So yeah. now that you get two new teachers, and you never know, one of them might surpass Ms. Brewer. No, that's pretty hard to do. Miss <laughs> Brewer's pretty special. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, did you Have you met, met any new friends at school? No. No? Same old people? Same yeah. old faces? They're the best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, in just a minute, <laughs> just a minute, when we end the announcements, we're going to uh, we're gonna pray over the students and the school year and the teachers and everything because uh, we, uh, we want to make sure we cover the school year in prayer. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. All right, good, cool. All right, so some of the announcements that we got. Uh, see, I got that out of the way. Um, uh, mail, mail. Remember, mail. A uh, couple things about mail. Mailing in stuff to us. Number one, uh, listen. Do me a favor. If you want an application, will you write on the front of the envelope when you send it in? Write just need application. That way, it. I put it in a separate pile. If you need an application. Uh, another thing is if you need an application, don't tell me your whole story when you ask for an application, all right? Because on the application, right. we ask your whole story, all right? So uh, if you're writing in and you want an application, uh, I want to hear your story, but I want to—I only want to read it once. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, if you want an application, you know you're going to apply, okay? Then, uh, then just uh, ask for the application, and then when you get the application— if, if I don't have to read through your whole story first just to know that you want an application, we can get the application to you faster, okay? And that's all. That, we want to get it to you as fast as we can. Um, listen, parole, TDC, this, the, the system is uh, messed up sometimes. Uh, we're getting some issues with our acceptance letters not getting where they're supposed to and and uh, and us being, saying pending in the system and, and all this stuff. But we're getting everything taken care of. Any issues, uh, Anthony Graziano, hey, down there in Sanchez Unit, you're coming home. I believe it. Dalton, Dalton Hackett, you're coming home. I believe it. Um, but just stay tuned. We, you never know. The system is, is, is not a perfect system. 
And uh, this move from one place we've been for 11 years to this new place has been has been rough. But we are in the system. We got our approval letter. We're in the system as approved, and everything's good. So if you run into any issues um, when we when we do accept you and you get your acceptance letter, um, we'll, we'll get it figured out. All right. So, um, but digital mail. If you know, okay. If you know when your unit is switching over to digital mail, um, let us know. Let us know if it's already gone and you send in a letter for an application. Let us know. Uh, it helps us. All right. And. Uh, You'll get a reminder on that letter that we send you uh, to to make sure that if you're on digital mail, you have to send that I-60 into the mailroom to um, request them to print it out. All right. Uh, let's see. What other announcements do we have? Just, uh, oh, we went into prisons. Oh, yeah. Since you've been on, we went into the, the Kyle unit. We went into the Hughes unit. At Kyle was social Dallas, okay? Yeah, and oh my gosh. You weren't here last week when I talked about the uh, Hughes unit. Hughes unit was amazing, okay? And we had a great service there. Um, but the Kyle unit last week was social, was and Chandler was there. Yeah. It was incredible. Chandler's fun. Chandler's fun to watch, too, and he's amazing. So anointed. Um, and I tried my best not to speak forever and do a whole sermon. I know, because so, you, I can you talk. get tempted to do that. I can talk. I can talk. I, I know. But I, I kind of stayed back, and uh, and I kind of just you know gave a little ten minute word in between, uh, and just let them. And but but guess how many people got saved? Thirty. That's a lot. Thirty people got saved that night, and literally probably close to seventy or eighty raised their hand to say, uh, "I'm going to recommit my life and give it all to God tonight." So so that was amazing. That was great. And uh, Social Dallas uh, worship team, they want to come back in. They want to come back in, and we're, we're going to try. I don't know if we can get the air conditioner in the gym again, but we're going to try. Uh, but I think uh, Hughes Unit also wants us to come and bring Social Dallas as well. Social so Dallas Hughes is Unit, so get ready. Fun. Yeah, it is. It's Hey, and listen, you need to watch. I mean, you need to watch every week, but, man, this week. Woo, did you watch last week? Uh, the one I, I didn't mean, I didn't know I fell asleep. Was that not powerful? And then this one, this one, what? I was on. Oh yeah. The worship. Okay, the worship last week. Last week's worship had Jessa and Gemma. I don't know if you could tell who Gemma is, but they're on opposite sides of the yeah. stage. <laughs> Jessa's on the far right, which some of you knew. You wrote in and told me. And then Gemma's kind of on the far left. Not She's all been the way on the, the audio left. podcast, but she yeah. hasn't been on the video. Gemma's podcast been on the audio yet. podcast, but not the video. We're we're trying to get her on. We're trying. She's just. I don't, she's shy. I guess. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, don't I wouldn't call her shy, but um. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, listen to Social Dallas Worship. Looks like it's trending, so y'all are already doing that. That's amazing. And then let's see, um, Hughes Unit. I think your chaplain's wanting us to bring Social Dallas in, so get ready. We're going to try to set something up with y'all. Um, and then let's see, uh, we went to okay. So Kyle Wednesday night, last Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Then I came in early early uh, in the morning, flew out to Tucker, mm-hmm. Arkansas. Tucker Unit, what's up? Oh my gosh, y'all. Uh, okay, we had revival. On Wednesday night at the Kyle unit, but then we had, oh, we had church. We had church because the inmates led the worship at the mm-hmm. Tucker unit, and y'all, they I saw balled. pictures and videos. They balled. Those inmates can ball at the Tucker unit, and uh, and they took requests. I said, hey, can y'all do How Great Is Our God? How great is our God? And they did it. Oh, my gosh. And uh, thank thank you so much to uh, to, to Bob Delaney um, for inviting us and your dad and everybody chaplain warden everybody hooking it up at the tucker unit they did video the service 
And so I think I'm going to do a special episode that's going to have the Hughes unit, pictures and video. The Life Coaches did a wrap. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to post it. Um, and then let's see. the um, And then the Kyle unit. The Kyle unit, my camera's audio was jacked up. I don't know what happened. So the audio is not going to be very good. It's going to be okay on some parts when I'm not close to the speaker. Um, but then, um, you know what? I don't think I'm not there. Hang on just a second. Oh, yeah. Forgot um, about that. Yeah. I was like, why do I hear this extra noise? <laughs> um, oh, wow. That's better, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's sorry, so much y'all. better. So sorry I had the air conditioner on. Y'all had to listen to the air conditioner. All right. So now, <laughs> oh, man. I was like, why does it sound so bad? Okay. So, uh, but we went into uh, the Tucker unit, and they filmed they filmed the whole service. Um, and they were going to put it on a disc. They took pictures. They're going to put the service and disc on picture or, uh, pictures and the service on a disc and send it to us. So when I get all that, we're going to have one, one episode where we show all the, all that stuff. All right. So y'all be, um, be patient with me on that one. Um, and then, uh, let's see what else, what other announcements we got, uh, win unit still trying, trying to figure out who's in charge over there. I think um, I think there was some confusion, so uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with the wind unit, but we're still trying to make that happen. Uh, guys, I don't ever want to invite myself to a unit, so uh, do your best mm-hmm. to uh, let the chaplain know, let anybody that you know that is over a program, let them know uh, to contact me. I don't, I don't ever want to force myself on any unit, okay? I'd love to come in, but I don't want to go where I'm not invited, and I don't want to invite myself. I would love to have you guys... Uh, let the chaplain know. Let whoever's directing a program over, and 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 uh, and, hum- and I'll come humbly. All right. Um, but then let's see who else. Hamilton unit scheduled for November, baby. Graduation. I'm coming to speak. All right. Uh, y'all remember Chris Ramirez on the open house, guys. The open house video. Uh, y'all have loved that so much. Oh it's gosh. like the second. It beat me. But you know what? It still has to beat the fireworks video. So oh, wow. it's still number two behind the fireworks video. So. Uh, but it passed all the episodes of the documentary, passed the Get Back In episode with you. Uh, and so so I guess y'all love to hear Morris and all those other people sing. So, uh, so yeah, that was a fun episode to do. And uh, But Chris Ramirez, if y'all remember, he's the one who works at Amtex. And uh, he um, – uh, you've met Chris. Chris and George Ann's come to the house before. And uh, he, he got on there on an open house episode and said, mm-hmm. y'all call me, let me know. Y'all, I'll hire you. So – uh, Armando got out and contacted me. He just got out like last week. He contacted me, and we, we just put him in touch with Chris. And Armando lives in Garland, so it's perfect because Amtex is in Garland. So listen, y'all, this is real. We're here to help y'all, okay? We're not here just to send, make contact for you and, 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 and inspire you while you're in prison. When you get out, you call us and you let us know. We're going to try to connect you as best as we can with uh, a support group, especially in person if you're here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. All right? Um so, so yeah, I think that's it. Do we have anything else? You got any announcements? We have to do the sound effects. Oh, my God. Like. We didn't even do the sound effects. Okay. What sound effect would you like to. Uh... Start at the top and go down to the bottom. Okay. All right. Well, I think this one's going to be your favorite. Go. <laughs> no. Oh, that's. Oh, that's sorry. <laughs> Those are just the sound effects. Those are. We'll, we'll go Gotta through. Got to do the voice effects. That one. That's like a. Around the horn. Yeah, I like that. Around the horn. Okay. That's. We that's already know that one. That's one. my favorite one. That's my favorite well, that's like a record scratch. And then we got crickets. Oh, I love the crickets. Okay. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And then we got... That's, that's like the sound effect for when I make a bad dad joke. 
oh, we should we should <laughs> always have one of these. Always have that one. <laughs> on my lap, just be like at dinner time, just be, <laughs> boop. And that's a that's a, okay. And then now these these are your favorite. I think. Go ahead. It's my favorite one. <laughs> it's a baby voice. Oh, I love that. I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, it's not working. It's for not working my for my mic. One. Yeah, it's not working. It's only working for, for my two. <laughs> my favorite. She, she loves that. That's her favorite one. I like going higher with my voice. <laughs> this is my favorite one. Oh no, that's not my favorite one. That's like a robot. This is my favorite one. Hello. <laughs> I love that one. That one is Yeah, this one's fun. I love that one. And this this one is like a Sounds like you're in a in a yeah. hole in a well. But, you know what? If we ever have somebody on here and they want to disguise your voice and, and black out their oh, face, yeah. then that's what we would use. Then Oh yeah, this is one if you want to say a bad word but we don't say we don't want to say a bad word all right okay i think uh i think we've done all the sound effects that was sorry like yeah that. we did it all all right that's cool all right so before we go um we got a great show uh our first woman our first girl on the video podcast yay, yay. everybody happy about that yay um she has she's she's from the she's been out I think I think for I want to say a couple months or more maybe a couple months I think I think when she called me she'd been out for like five or six weeks um uh, but her name is Lisa Lowry she's from the from, from the Lockhart she was at the Lockhart unit oh. where I was yeah. all right now it's all female now but I was at the Lockhart unit when it was male mm. and female and uh, but she was there and she was from the EWOP program E W O P you know what that stands for empowering women. Out of prison. Oh, okay. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. And it's kind of like the men's PEP program. And uh, so we were very uh, honored that she called. And, uh, you know, she was one of those ones in prison. And I said, hey, when you get out, let me know. We'll put your story on the show. And uh, so she called us, and we got her on the show. She's on the show today. And she's got an amazing story. But you know what's cool about her story is that um, is that, you know, she got out a while back and was doing great. And then... And then she kind of she kind of relapsed and, and fell back mm. and had to go back. Mm. And so so for her to to get out this time is like another it's like a second comeback, but this one's gonna stick forever. And uh and, and she's gonna come talk about why. Why 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 she knows this one's gonna stick forever. And we're so excited. She's already connected with some people and uh and we connect her with some resources as well. So uh so before we before we bring Lisa on and go to that interview. Uh, we want to pray for the school year, all right? We want to pray for, I'm going to pray for the teachers, okay, and the parents, and then I want you to pray for the kids, all right? And uh, and are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, so here we go. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and take my, my hat off while we pray, and uh, I don't have any music, but I'm sure I'll put some music to the <laughs> prayer during post-production. Yeah. All right, uh, let's pray. Uh, I'll let you know when to pray for the kids, all right? Mm -hmm. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the school year. We thank you for all of our educators, Lord, from the school administrators to principals to the school boards. We pray for everybody that's in charge 
of the care of our students and our kids, Lord. We pray that you give them wisdom this year. We pray for protection over them, Lord. Um, uh, Lord, it seems like every year there's some kind of school shooting on campus during school, and we just cancel every attack of the enemy Every cancel every single attack on every elementary school and high school and middle school this year in Jesus' name, and we just uh, we just thank you, Lord, for the law that says that there has to be at least in Texas there has to be uh, armed guards, armed resource officers on the campus, Lord. We thank you for that extra protection, but we know, Lord, that um, that you also protect in a supernatural way. So protect all the kids this year, Lord. Uh, protect the staff, the st- the teachers, and uh, Lord, we also lift up the parents, Lord. Lord, I'm a parent of a school, uh, two school kids, and uh, and I know the stress and the anxiety and the worry uh, of a parent throughout the school year. So, Lord, I pray for pr- provision, every project that they need money for, every every lunch, everything that a parent needs to uh, provide the, the the students, their kids, with a healthy school year. Lord, I pray for provision. I pray for wellness, health, health and wellness, Lord, throughout the year. We come against all the uh, winter colds, whether it's RSV or whether it's the flu or whether it's COVID or whatever it is, Lord. We pray for health and protection for our uh, for our staff and our kids, Lord. And we just uh, we we say thank you for our parents, Lord. Thank you that uh, that we're, we're we're partnering with the educators to raise our kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And uh, and Lord, now we we pray for the kids, Jessica. Go ahead and pray for the kids. Jesus. I pray for all the kids in school. I hope, I pray that they get good grades and that they're safe and that all the armed guards and everybody keeps them safe too. Amen. Amen. All right. And we pray that you do good on all your tests and all your homework Uh, in Jesus name, in Jesus name. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in y'all. And, uh, and thank you for not letting your background hold you back, but making it pay you back every day. You can start today by making your background pay you back. Go share your story. Go share your story with somebody. Share it with your celly. All right. Uh, we love y'all and uh, enjoy, enjoy the show. Uh, we'll pray at the end of the show, but enjoy the show. Um, and uh, yeah, and listen, if you, if you want to come to know the Lord, through as a result of any of our videos, okay? If you do come to know the Lord, some of our videos, we actually pray a prayer of salvation. Uh, but we we want you to, to know Jesus through our content. And uh, and listen, if you get saved or have or ever got saved, uh, God Behind Bars puts those, puts those uh, you know, starting here, where do I start videos. They're amazing. Like what to do when you first get saved, talking about the Holy Spirit, all this stuff. So make sure you go watch those videos. And if you have any questions, let me know. But... Um, uh, but we thank you for listening, and we love we love you, and you have a good week. And uh, uh, my wife and I are going on vacation next weekend, so I don't know when we'll do the video, but we'll we'll get it there for you. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, love y'all, and uh, enjoy the interview. Bye, Lisa Lowry. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> so is everyone else. Yay. I love these sound effects because you just throw them, throw great. My daughter loves them. <laughs> if you watch her on Pando, she she's really waiting to use these sound effects. Uh, all of them, like that one, and uh, <laughs> and so now now Lisa, I am so excited you're here. Thank you for having me. It is such a blessing. When Thank I got you. the email from you, 
I was just like, oh man. And then you put your phone number in there. I was like, oh, no, I got to call her. I got to call her. And you, you sound like you were kind of shocked that I called you right Immediately. away. Immediately, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was wonderful. But I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I mean, I met you at the Lockhart unit at the EWAP program back yes. in, what was that? May May or June. Yeah, mm-hmm. early June, I think early it might have been. Early June, yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm just going to give you the opportunity real quick. Uh, because that Lockhart wasn't the only unit you were on. Um, give a shout out to the EWAP program, the ladies there that you still know, and, and any other ladies at other units that you want to give a shout out to. Hello, EWAP family. I love you to the moon. Um, and all of Lockhart ladies, y'all are such a blessing to my life. All right, mm-hmm. man. So I'm so glad because we just talked a couple days ago and you did this late notice. I yes. mean, you were just like, so uh, you're you're still on ankle monitor. Yes, for, I am for a few more days. All Five right, more and, days. And so uh, <laughs> so we were able to put this right in the middle of your schedule. So there's yes. no chance of you, you know, uh, breaking curfew. And so I'm just excited you're here. I can't wait for everybody to hear your stories and uh, to hear your story. And I can't wait to hear it all. You shared a little bit with me. Yes. I read a little bit about it in the article. Mm-hmm. And now we get to hear the full Jesus story. So you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Uh, we've already prayed. So everything that, that's said is, is Holy Spirit ordained at this point. So uh, so here we go. So what I want you to do is start out. Let's start out with right now. When did you get out and, and talk about you know what it's been like out? You, this is not your first time out. So this is your second time out. So just talk about things that have, have happened and transpired even up to where you're going today yes. uh, since you've been out. All right. So exciting. Um, so I got out on June 16th and uh, my daughter picked me up at the front gate and um, I immediately was a little shocked about everything out in the world. Um, everything is done by uh, computer yeah, it's online. All digital now. You know, real quick, I, real quick. Did yes. you the the front gate of Lockhart? Yes, I, I got let out of Lockhart as well. Yeah. And it, but back then, mm-hmm. uh, everybody was still getting released from Huntsville unless you were at a private facility. And I was at a private facility, so they let me out. And I didn't let out. I didn't get let out the front gate. I got the the front doors. Did you get to go out the front door? Yes. So I was there's a little Sally port to the left of the front door. Yes. That's what I got let out of. Yes. You too, or no? I went right out the front, the front doors. door. Man, they love you. <laughs> All right. It was so neat. For those of you who don't know, uh, I was locked up in the Lockhart work facility. Uh, so, hey, ladies at Lockhart, um, I was on the, I don't know what side. I was on the male side, so I don't even know what side that's that's called. Uh, if you're looking at if you're looking at the unit, it's from the front, it's the side of the on the right. Mm-hmm. That's so one I was on the side. Yeah, so I was mm-hmm. over there. I was in, uh, I was in one Delta, mm-hmm. room 103, wow. right, right under the stairs. I was there the whole time. I never got moved. So whoever's in one Delta 103, uh, that 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 cell has been prayed over and sanctified for a long time now. Amen. So uh, <laughs> so if you don't know Jesus and you're in that cell, you, you will eventually. All right. So all right, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just no, wanted to. Uh, so go ahead, c- continue with getting out. Okay. And um, so I immediately, uh, my grandkids weren't there yet, so I was just kind of by myself. And so I was kind of just trying to figure out what to do next. I yeah. didn't have a vehicle, but um, I started online looking for jobs. And um, I needed to, somebody to see me right. because I have 
20 felonies on my record. My goodness. Non, no, none of them are assaultive, but they're all... They're and listen, not, you're yeah. not old by any means, but you're still not young by any means. Right. So I think you're my age. So yes. we're, we're still young. I call ourselves young old. Yes. You know, and uh, yelled, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and so, because uh, you said you're what? 54. 54. You don't look 54. Thank you. Uh, but sometimes prison can preserve us and sometimes it can age us. Yes. Uh, I don't know which one. It's uh, People People tell me I don't look 50, 52. So I tell them that prison preserved me for three yes, years. So I believe so. So, um, but, but yeah, you're getting out and you're not, you're not young. And so, you know. You have to deal with even just the, the the rejection and things that that are tough as people that are in their fifties. Yes. Along with now you got twenty felonies, twenty whatever, twenty. Yes. Twenty and uh, and then just getting out and starting over Absolutely. after how many years were you in uh, this time? Four years and four months. Four years and four months. Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead. I won't interrupt you. Again. No, you're fine. Please I might, but <laughs> you're good. And so one thing um, that they were asking me was my birthday on some of these, and then I never heard back from them for, gotcha. dri- for delivery drivers. But right. but as it turns out, I got one interview face-to-face, and that was with Chick-fil-A. Woo-woo! Yeah, and they accepted me on the on the app one time, and then they met with me on Wednesday, and then on Thursday, which is yesterday— I got an email um, saying that they wanted me to come and work for them, as in the hosp- as a ho- in the hospitality area, right. which is right up my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm so excited about that because then I now I don't have to worry about income, and um, and I start school August 21st mm. to finish my entrepreneurship small business degree awesome so everything is coming together now is that something you started while you were in prison the, no but i that... started it before i relapsed okay. okay so uh for those for those of you who don't know we met uh at an ewop and, and tell them what ewop stands for empowering women out of prison so it uh, to me it uh to me it it kind of seems like um like a, a the male version of pep yes and what what I learned when I went in was is exactly like you know PEP, um, but I felt like the women had a little more passion and mm-hmm. a little more a uh, little more passion and something else behind their pitches. Yes, uh, when they were sharing their dreams and visions, and so it was pretty cool because uh, I think I remember saying that day uh, out of hearing everybody the two the two words that came to mind was passion and legacy because a lot of them wanted to restart a family business that died yes while they were in prison and so I just thought that was really cool. And uh, then a lot of them wanted to start either businesses or nonprofits out of a passion for, you know, something that they saw a need for. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. And uh, and you were you were one of those people that just kind of helped everything stay flowing that day and moving. And, you know, you bossing everybody around, telling them when to switch. (laughs) (laughs) When to switch. That's right. So we were speed dating uh, the sales pitches and uh, and they like I think it was two minutes and then. They they said switch. Uh, were you the one that was yelling switch? I was no, I but I was holding, holding the, sign. the sign. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right, and I met so many uh, awesome women that day, and I think I've gotten an email from another one um, that I think you've kind of reminded me that I need to respond to. <laughs> That's good. So uh, so man, um, now real quick, I mean, I know you were a paralegal. Yes. And and since then, you went back to prison. We'll, yes. we'll get into all that. Yes. But now you're applying for Chick-fil-A. So is there a reason why you're not trying to be a paralegal again? 
Well, um, actually, when I got to prison and got into the EWAP program, I never thought of myself as being a business owner, but that changed. And so my business plan is uh, parole ease. Okay. And so I want to use that paralegal experience and my, my experience on the inside to help people get out of prison. Okay, so you want to uh, finish the small business degree, and and then uh, as you're working, using the money that you make from Chick Fil A, to uh, to further your uh, your aspirations in being a small business owner, exactly. and whether you own your own franchise of Chick Fil A one day, uh, or and or and or both, yes, um, become a you know some sort of parole representative for. For the inmates, is that is that right? That's exactly right. Awesome! What a great plan. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful plan, and it's fifty-five days in from me being released. Man. And I, I need, I have one other job, if we can yeah. talk. Okay. Um, and so I had parole representation when I was uh, in prison this time, but I really didn't expect for that to. I mean, it would have taken an, a miracle from the Lord because it was. I had so many. 14 charges in seven counties. And so um, so my family hired somebody that I never really talked with. And so as it happened, we were able to, the Lord orchestrated a meeting on the phone for us, Marshall Millard, and he is the most wonderful person. And after praying one day, he offered me a position doing marketing for him. And so this is just, it's all coming together. That's, that's awesome. Now, Marshall Millard used to be with Parole Express, correct? And yes. then I, I think when I mentioned his name to somebody, uh, an inmate, uh, just in the last week, uh, I think since I talked to you, they said, hey, isn't he with Parole, uh, Parole Express? I said, I think I've been told that he's he's on his own now. Yes. And so, uh, well, that's good. We need, to, we need to get him on the show and talk Absolutely. about, you know, we've only had one parole lawyer on the show, so we need another one. So, all right. Uh, so you got, man, you have multiple streams of income. And yes. that's what that's what it's all about. Absolutely. You are so far ahead of the game, yes. you know, and so it's it's great. You know, it's great. Uh, so, all right. Anything else since you've been out? I mean, that's the that's the that's the latest up to date latest. You yes. know, you're going to meet with them to to onboard today. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's just, right. Now, whenever this airs, uh, we'll be a little bit two or three weeks behind it. But the, today's we're recording this on August 11th. So everything we're talking about has happened uh, up to August 11th. So, that's right. all right. Well, it hadn't always been this great. No. <laughs> uh, and and it was pretty good at one point. Yes, it was. And uh, and then and then you had a relapse. But let's 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 talk about let's go back and talk about you know what was life like growing up with Lisa. Well, life was good. My parents were both 18. So you they know, were young. They were young. And um, I remember my mother being the one around, you know, and my father working. And um, um, the Lord was not really in the picture, but um, but they would mention him from time to time. Right. And uh, so I always strive to make straight A's. You know, I was always the teacher's pet. And uh, but then one day in the seventh grade, um, my well, I had a fight with my mother when I was 12. I mean, this one is specific. Yeah. And uh, and she asked me to wash the dishes, and I told her no. And uh, the next day, she shot herself. Mm. And um, and so that started the downhill spiral. How old were you then? 12. 
And so from then on, I was blaming myself for her death, blaming myself, you know, for all kinds of things. And immediately my dad moved another lady in the house. And so I ran away from a straight A student in seventh grade. By eighth grade, I was homeless and living on the street. Wow. So um, I can't, I mean, can you even, I mean, you, you said you blamed yourself. Yes. Uh, but I mean, what else was going through your mind at that point? I mean, and, and then immediately after that, you know, you have a stepmom. Yes. So immediately I thought, you know, this is why my mother killed herself. Um, I couldn't imagine, you know, all of the things that were going through my mind was just, you know, I immediately wanted to find somebody that would give me love and acceptance and I wanted to earn it. I Mm. immediately started the wrong path of trying to go above and beyond to get people's affection. And I still, to this day, find myself leaning towards that that. Mm -hmm. people pleasing we can all we can all you're not alone in that we can all easily fall back into that yes uh whether it's business whether it's church whether it's whatever it is we can easily fall into that so um okay so when when did when did it start spiraling out of control even more well you know here i am on the street so i'm finding places to live and i have my people pleasing problem and so i meet a 37 year old man and um and he introduced me to meth and when i was 13 14 14 years old and uh that was just something that i just never could i was just hooked you know you were how old at that time 14. where did you meet him um i i would hang out at this um this mechanic shop because i didn't have anywhere to go during the day right and he was a mechanic there And so he gave me a place to stay and, you know, so many crazy things happened, as you can imagine, during that time that I should have never been involved in, you know. And um, so that was a really hard time for me. And I grew up really fast. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. So uh, where did where did meth take you? Well, it took me to uh, a size zero. It took me to uh, stealing food for to eat um it kept me up for weeks and it just made me very sick yeah. and i ended up getting my first charge when i was 17 for shoplifting food and um that was where my criminal record started yeah and you were just hungry huh i was just hungry you yes. were just hungry mm-hmm. and um where to go from there well um I would I go through periods of on again off again being you know on and off of drugs but eventually my dad and I reconciled yeah. and so I went back home okay um and uh, and so I got married and I have four beautiful children um now but that was over a course of three relationships so yeah. I have a 35 year old a 31 year old a 22 and a 21 so that's three different men for that gotcha gotcha so um when i was 22 my dad and i were really getting along great i was um working as a uh, parole i mean uh, paralegal no a uh, payroll clerk of all things all right and so uh so um we were getting along great and then all of a sudden i have a 15 year old brother 
Um, and my dad owned a convenience store, and uh, I got the call that he had been shot at the convenience store, and I ran there, and by the time I got there with my 15-year-old brother, um, they were taking him to the hospital, wow. and he died of a gunshot, hollow point bullet. And um, so that was another thing that's... How old were you then? 22. And so there I was taking care of my 15-year-old brother. And at the time, I had a 3-year-old and an 8-month-old girls. So I've never been able to... Uh, it's one tragedy after another, and it always reverted me back to some type of addiction. But um, so we got past that a little bit. Alcohol was a big deal then for me. And uh, uh, six months after that happened, um, I found out that I had breast cancer at the age of 23. And so you I just, you just lost your dad mm -hmm. and now you now, and now you find out you have breast, breast cancer. Yes. How old? 23? 23 years old. So during this time I, um, have a mastectomy, partial mastectomy, 30 days of radiation, six rounds of chemo. My hair fell out. Um, it was horrible. Now, during this time, were you were you still active in your addictions? No, no, I, you stayed I, off during yes. that time. When okay. I when I had the um, the uh, payroll jobs, yeah. I was doing pretty good at that moment, you okay. know. But it wouldn't take long before a few years would go down the road and something would happen and I would relapse again. Okay. And uh, so. Um, Fast forward a little bit with on again, off again things. Um, I ended up getting into uh, the payroll. Turned in, I turned it for the worse, okay. and that's when checks started getting involved. And so I was using my ability to do payroll um, to, into making checks that were not good. So that landed me in prison the first time. All right. So so that was what you went. That was what you went to prison for the first time. Yes. How many years did you get? Four. I did more on a seven than I did on fifteen. I did four point six years on that seven. Okay. Yes. All right. So when you got to prison, tell us. I mean, I remember my first day like it was yesterday. Yes. You know I've, what were you thinking? Like even in, even in county jail. I mean, did you plead guilty and sign for time, or did you go to trial? Or no, I I pled guilty. I was in uh in the county for eleven months. And um, I ended, I had seven felonies that ran CC. And so I ended up with uh, a two year and a seven year. Those were the two main ones. Right. But uh, I was in three Delta 109 at Lockhart. And uh, I ended up in the dog program. But I was thinking to myself, I'm not going to be here very long. I'm going to get out and do well, you know. But so you were at Lockhart both times? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yes, and um, so I actually did something with my life. I, I got real involved in church, um, and um, I realized for the first time that, okay, I realized for the first time that um, what I was doing was breaking God's heart, and that's when I really realized godly um, repentance. And um, And so... I was able to uh, realize that the impact of what I was doing, you know, 
And um, yeah. and so I decided that I was going to change my life and do different things. So I started animals training. I had some dogs. I graduated there. And so then I decided that when I get out, I'm going to go to live with my aunt, the only relative I okay. still have. But during that time, um, I wanted to point out that my only sibling, my brother, um, BJ, um, died of a diabetic coma due to an overdose of drugs. And so to add to my guilt about my choices causing people to die, this is so my you, So you also blamed yourself <laughs> for all of these? Yes. And God? And I blamed God. How could you let this happen to yeah. me? You know, do you hate me? You know, but later I find out that's so far from the truth. I mean, just looking at the last 55 days. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, I, I got out in 2009 and went to my aunt, my dearest aunt, like my mother, Aunt Joyce. She's 81 now and she lives in Michigan. That's where I was born. But she's been a constant in my life. And I went to live with her. And uh, in Amarillo, and I went to Amarillo College with a seventh grade education. Wow. Yeah, so there I am, and I don't even know whether to say, you know, how to correctly put a sentence together. And so I have to go through nine months of remedial um, classes just to pass the entrance exam. Okay, you got to have some sort of, um, you know, really, really good drive and determination. <laughs> To know that you don't have that much of an education, yet yes. you're applying to a college that, to a college level. Yes. You ain't, I mean, man, but you did it. I did it. I did it. And I, I did it with all a, I, I got my uh, legal studies degree um, and I graduated as a major of the year, uh, legal, paralegal of the year and uh, with a 3.96 grade average. Wait. 3.96? Yes. That's almost four. Yes, it is. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm so That's happy. amazing. It is. Only through the power of God was I able to do that with a seventh grade education. Man. And so I actually did all the walking across the stage, and um, my family was there, my aunt and my, my family, because I got a job at, immediately with uh, an attorney. When I first started school, he wanted me to come work for him. And so we we did it together. You know, I worked for him, went to school. He was at my graduation, and uh, all was good. It was good. But then it, the next part came. So, all right, before we, before we talk mm -hmm. about yes. the next part, mm -hmm. I mean, you've had so many tragedies in your life. You know you have a, a propensity to become addicted to substance abuse. Yes. Um, to substances. Uh, what At that point, when everything's going well, how, what is the fight inside you? I mean, is that, is the, is there a tension between the drugs and alcohol calling, calling your name and the academia calling your name? Well, you know, when I was in school, I was so busy, you know, cause I was taking full classes. And so I find that my problem was is that I allowed God to be snuffed out of the center of my life. Mm. And I was busy, and I thought, I have this licked. You know, I got this. We are all like that at some point or another. Mm. We yes. just think we have it all under control. Yes. And um, that, and we forget who the reason is that keeps us sober-minded. Yes. That's right. You know? 
And when he moved out of the center and I was too busy to go to church and I was too busy to do other things and then I secluded myself and it was just one thing and another. And uh, then when my when my boss passed away, it was it was that easy to just uh, to just go off the deep end again. Yeah, because he he meant a lot to you because he gave you a chance, right? And he was like a father figure, Christian, sweet family I got when I got with him, you know. And um, and so they I mean, we we actually did things together. He was a part of my he was like a father to me. Right. And so to hear that he had something terminal so quick, everything in my life, when I lose people, it's just like that. And um, and I just did not take it well, but I did not show it either. Yeah, and if you don't show it, that that can be dangerous because the more you suppress and hide hide your emotions and hide what you're feeling and going through, it can be hard for other people to step in and help you as well and can be hard for you to receive help, Yes, the help that you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we move on from there, what is different now if some tragedy were to happen now because it happened to me when I got out of prison a year out of prison my dad died mm-hmm. yes and then it's four years later my wife has had two miscarriages and a stillborn 20 week old stillborn so tragedy kept happening to mm-hmm. me as well but I never went back to my alcohol All right. and so but I knew I knew what the difference was I knew you know so what is the difference for you what what are you holding on to that no matter what comes your way now you know you're never going back I now am staying grounded in my faith. I'm staying grounded in the Lord. I see things through a different lens. Tragedy will come and death will come to us all. And so just knowing that I have that to hang, to hold on to and to reach out for, you know, um, instead, instead of thinking my life is over, I deal with that part of the issue. I now pray for my kids. You know, I mean, I put angels around them every day. I ask for, you know, I ask for God to uh, take care of them. And so I know I'm doing what he wants me to do. So whatever happens, it's not like I feel lost, you know, like I didn't. And um, that's so good (laughs) that that is that's important. And it's it's good to know. And it's good for other people that are going to go through things with, while they're still in prison and when they get out, yes. um, that there is a way to not go back and use those coping mechanisms of, of our old life. Yes. You know, there's a new way. There's a new way to cope. There's a new way uh, to, to respond mm-hmm. instead of react. Yes. I like to tell people the devil wants our reaction. God wants our response. Absolutely. No matter what is, no matter what is happening, the devil's trying to get us to react. And when you hear the word, the word react, it's like a bomb. It's like a reactor reaction. Mm. Uh, but God is looking for a response. And a yes. response is something that we don't let the emotions of the of the trial dictate what we do. And so we think about it. We manage the emotions. We don't suppress them. We manage. We still talk about them, but we manage them in a way that allows that emotional occurrence to reach our frontal lobe where yes. we make the rational decisions and uh, and so so yeah, people need to hear that that there's something different in you now yes. than there was at all those other times that led you back into the substance abuse. Yes, and before I would just keep my my support system. I wouldn't reach out to them. 
when I called you, when I reached out to you, that was me remembering, you know, you need to reach out and have people, you know, stay connected with people that love you and want to see you do well. And that'll be there for you. And that's what I'm doing. I'm learning a new thing. (laughs) That is so good. And you know what? You get good at what you practice. Yes. And so we may not be good at the new thing yet. We may not be good at saying no to to destructive behaviors. We may, but you got to keep practicing your no, mm-hmm. and you got to keep practicing your yes. So the things you need to say yes to, we're not used to saying yes to them. So you got to you got to practice. Yes. My little girl's playing softball right now, and she's not that great. She's better than she was when she first started in the spring, mm-hmm. but she's still not not where she wants to be. Right. But she knows she's only going to get to where she wants to be but, if she continues to practice. That's right. And and you practice, you get good at what you practice. Mm-hmm. If I practice anger, I'm going to get good at it. If I practice, uh, and it's going to be my go-to reaction, yes. not my not my response. You know, and um, and there's so many ways. And counseling helps people. Get, people need to get counseling if they need to. It, there's nothing wrong with counseling. Um, you know, prison was my counselor. You know, yes. and I got to talk to a lot of people. You know, in healthy positions in prison that spoke to me in a counselor position. And, uh, and so, so it was good, you know, and, um, all right. So, so you, you, uh, you ended up going back to prison for what? Yes. Um, after my, uh, boss immediately found out he had an aneurysm and he was gone almost immediately. I, um, started taking Adderall and Adderall immediately led to um, meth, and I, you know, I had myself convinced that it was in a pill form, that it was okay. You know, what what yeah. our brain tells yeah, us. Yeah, well, the rationalization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we tell ourselves. I mean, it, 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 I mean, I watched a Netflix documentary about Adderall. I mean, it, it's just it's still meth. Yes, it's still meth. Mm-hmm. We're treating our country with meth. Yes, and then we don't know why they go get addicted to the street meth. That's right. It's yes. crazy. And so it wasn't long before I was out of a job. I had no money. And um, and I was, I, n- I never, you know, did anything with my boss's money or anything like that. But once I was on my own and that was over and the unemployment was gone, um, I found myself finding ways to make checks, mm. you know. And um, so. Were you already long uh, off paper from your first time? Oh, yes, from 2012, yes. All right. Yeah, and that was great, you know. So not only did you go back to your old ways of addiction, you went back to your old ways of making money. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did. And um, so eventually within six months, I was was on, I mean, I was on bond in Amarillo, and I was on bond in Fort Worth. So I was finding ways with checks to make money to pay the bonds. This is thinking. Wow, I was thinking, thinking. Yes, and so I ended up getting arrested in seven different counties between Amarillo and Fort Worth. And so when I went to prison, I had seven different counties. I had two tens, four sevens, five fives, and you know, some others. And one of those fives was stacked. So I yeah. made parole. For those of you who don't know what stacked means, I mean, it just means that uh, it, it's not going to run concurrent along with the other charges. So if somebody has multiple multiple times, I had two five-year sentences 
and they ran them concurrent at the same time. So I served my two five-year sentences at the same time. If they were stacked, then I would have to finish one five-year sentence, make parole on it, or or do the whole time, and then start my other five. And so there were some of hers were stacked. Yes, and so um, so uh, I was devastated because some of those were enhanced, and it, it was just bad. It looked looked like Bonnie and Clyde type stuff, and there was nothing I could do about it. You know, I immediately repented, and uh, and I, I was just stuck in that cycle, and I couldn't get out of it, you yeah. know. And um, so I ended up back in prison, and I'm thinking, what are you going to do this time to to change for good? And that's when I saw the flyer on the on the board after I'd been through uh, all of COVID and all of that craziness and it said empowering women out of prison and it said some of the things well I never thought about starting a business so I was like hmm but then I read leadership and uh, I thought you know what something's telling me that I need to apply for this and just see because there's only a few openings you know there's only 50 people in a dorm so right so, so through all this, was there ever a moment where you, you know, had some Jesus encounters and, and figured, okay, I need, to, I need to start leaning back on him? Yes. When I was this second time around, I had already had a genuine experience with the Lord, and I knew I did um, because I just cried out. When that happened, I cried out uncontrollably, knowing that everything I had done was bare to God and that that it offended him and it hurt his feelings. You know, that's the way I say it. So here I am this time thinking I have messed up all the things I had worked for, you know, and now I'm sitting here with charges in the very counties that I was picking juries from, you know, you know, so, I mean, it just couldn't get any worse, you know, and, um, and I just immediately said, okay, um, I did this. But I'm going to hold on to God, and I'm going to just hold on to him, and I'm not going to look to the left or the right. I'm not going to get into anything that doesn't, isn't going to benefit me eternally. Yeah, that's good. Because I'm older now, and all of this other stuff doesn't matter. Right. What matters is that I spend the next 50, or I mean that I've spent 50 years doing, and I need to spend the rest of it doing things for the kingdom. That's so good. That's so good. So at this point, you're already when you when you're back in Lockhart and you see the EWAP flyer, you're yes. already serving the Lord. You're already leaning in. Yes. Uh, he made sure that you saw the you saw flyer. the flyer mm-hmm. flyer and um, and uh, what, what? So when you talk when you sign up for EWAP or when you applied for EWAP, uh, how long before you knew you were accepted? Well, when I got the application, I thought, Oh my goodness, this is an application for. Um, I mean, it is so detailed and long, you know, and that's how they weed some people out. Yeah, they ask is. so many questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we our transitional house is only six pages long. Plus, you got to write your story out. And some people hate that, that it's that long. So yes. I can imagine. <laughs> yes. And then you have to write, you know, write an essay. And you know what I thought? Well, anything worth having is worth working for. So I just said, Lord, if this is for me. Uh, let it be, and it wasn't very long, and I got an acceptance letter. November 13th of 2020 is when I got it. I'll never forget. And so I had to have an an online, I mean, a a video visit. And so I got to meet Pam and uh, 
the uh, the uh, past uh, reentry lady, and um, and it was great. Um, Pam Pam Tamir is one of the uh, most non-judgmental and encouraging people, you know. And so I felt like, you know, this is something great. I'm I don't even feel like I'm in prison, you know. I'm working for something that I can do even with a huge record, you know. Yeah, uh, we love, I love PP and I love EWAP and what I'm learning more and more about EWAP uh, because it, it does, it does take you out of the, out of the prison. It makes you feel like you're in the world, um, just meeting with other people, yes. brainstorming, helping them figure out their business plan, them helping you figure out yours. Yes. And, and then you meet with a mentor, an ally to help you, you know, guide you along the way and. And, uh, and so, yeah, I love programs like that, that actually, you know, kind of, kind of make you forget uh, at least a little bit of the dark place that you're in. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And, uh, and no matter how many volunteer programs there are, prison's still a dark place. You're still, you're still ostracized from, you know, yes, because of our choices, some, some are in there that are innocent as well. And, um, but there, it's still a dark place. You're cut off from from civilization and uh, anytime you're cut off from civilization and just can't do normal basic things, it's a dark place. No matter how good the programs are that come in that you get involved in, not everybody can be involved in the programs. That's right. Not everybody can go to church. Uh, not everybody can go to these programs. Not everybody can do everything, you know, and, um, and so it can still be a dark place. Yes. You know, what are some things outside of the EWAT program in prison that kind of helped get you through the bad days, dark days, you know, um, you know, bouts of, did you, did you battle with depression? Did you battle with anxiety? Did you battle with different things? What are some, some things even serving the Lord as a Christian that you might've went through and what are some things that kind of helped you get through those times? Well, at the, um, there at the end, I, I was the law library clerk. So I always got to help people in in during that time and then i was a servant leader in the ewap program and um, i was a chaplain helper in the church and and a peer educator and so i was so busy and i always found that if i just got out of myself and found somebody else to talk to or help them you know through something that um, it was easy to pull myself out of a funk you know so good find the gratitude in the situation, you know, I always, always gratitude will pull you out of anything. Absolutely. It really will. Yes. Um, I don't know how many times, you know, my family and we're teaching our kids and no matter what, no matter what happened, can we find a way to be gratitude, grateful mm-hmm. about yes. it? You know, something to be grateful in the dark moment. That's right. And, um, and there's always something to be grateful for. Yeah. So you guys, you, you, you the first time you went in, they didn't have tablets. No. The second time. Or phones. Or phones. Yeah. They didn't have anything. They didn't have phones when I, I've been out 17 years. They didn't have anything. You had to put your name on a call list and you got one phone call every six, 90 days. Yeah. Ours was 90 days. Ours was six months. Yes. And, uh, and it was, well, you know, it might've been six months. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a long time. Yes. And now they have phones in the dorms. They have tablets. You can, you know, just they're spoiled. Yes. <laughs> so what are some things on the tablets that, uh, that, yeah, that you liked to, um, utilize so you know now i know we have our podcast on there it's been on there ever since y'all have had them uh but at the same time you know there's lots of other content on there what are some of the things on the tablets that maybe an inmate listening uh have it hasn't heard of yet and can go check it out okay well i loved pando 
I mean, I just, I loved uh, the church, um, the sermons, and um, all of the different things about hurting and pain. And, you know, just whatever you're feeling, there's um, a bunch of uh, podcasts for all of that. And that's really where I stayed. I didn't have a lot of time, but I always listening to yours on audio. And I love that. But there's also a lot on um, health issues and the Mayo Clinic. You know, there's all these other different things you can find out just about anything. Education and all kinds of things. No, we weren't on Pando uh, until after you got out. So you didn't get to see us, but you're going to be on Pando. (laughs) You're going to be on Pando and prisons and jails all across the nation. We'll get get to hear your story. Um, You know, I... I'm impressed by you and everybody who graduated from the EWAP program, that yes. everybody goes through it. Um, and, uh, and you know, when I tell everybody, no matter where I go in, I didn't even speak that day. I think I that I just shared a little bit, like, uh, I think they had me pray, yes. uh, open up in prayer. And I did say something at the end when they asked if the volunteers wanted to say anything. But I really wasn't there for, like, to be a keynote speaker or to share my whole story. But so it was nice to just be able to be ministered to by every one of y'all's dreams to be in a room to be inside a gymnasium that was just full of dreams yes including yours um you know because all the servant leaders you know um at that time you had already gone through ewop at some yes. at one point and you were just coming back being a servant leader um you know to be in a gymnasium full of those dreams was just it blessed my heart to know because a lot of times I, I i'm a volunteer with you know pep as well I think most, a lot, not, not a lot, but some of those men, I think just go through the motions, right? You know, they just go through the motions. Well, if I can tell you this, you being there and other volunteers that are there make such a difference to the attitudes, just to the outlook of people going through something like that, that you care, take the time out of your day to go there and be positive and to just pour yourself into us i'll say us because it was us yeah and uh just always know that the volunteers i just hope that they all know how important they were and you being there everybody was like oh my goodness oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) i was at the hughes unit uh just this week and i i was at i was there to speak later that day but early that morning there was a graduation and Mm -hmm. i was um uh, by the way, everybody, I'm so sorry. I'm still getting used to switching, but you know, so forgive me if like the other person's talking and the camera's not on them. Uh, I'm trying to get better. Um, I was at the Hughes unit and I was just sitting there. The the graduation classes, you know, uh, peer support, recovery, all those classes. Uh, they had graduation, and so I went up and stood in the line with all the life coaches and chaplain, and was just going to shake all their hands as they came through. So uh, I was standing by the chaplain, and some guys were coming through. And they're like, hey, you're on my tablet. And then another guy would say, hey, it's the tablet guy. <laughs> and the chaplain just started laughing. He's, he's like, he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm just not, not going to call you Jaden anymore. I'm just going to call you the tablet guy. And uh, so it's fun. It's fun, to, it's fun to be noticed that way. I know yes. I'm not a real celebrity. I'm not, a, I'm not anything like that. But, uh, but what I do know is I pour my heart and soul into making sure that people on the inside and people, when they get out, have a community Yes. To, you know, even if it's just a community of me, if you don't have anybody else to call or text when you get out, you call or text me. 
you know, and uh, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer the email. I'm gonna answer the phone right away. And yeah. uh, oh. even if you don't live near, I mean, Pam. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Lisa lives lives close by. I said Pam because Ewap is on yeah. my mind. <laughs> um, you know, Lisa lives you know 45, 50 minutes away, and so you know it was close enough to to, to connect. And uh, but man, even if you even if we live in a different state, you know, you call me. You call me. We're a community. We're a community, and um, community is not hindered by distance. That's right. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I would like for you as we close. Uh, is there anything else you wanna you wanna share that you think would benefit and uplift anybody? I think. Um, is there something I forgot to ask? No, I think that we we talked about it all. I'm just grateful to be here and. Um, and I hope everybody uh, listening. Well, that's what I want you to do. I want you to look at the camera, and I want you to share. I want you to share uh, some something. Share a message with not just your EWAP and Lockhart family, but every every male and female inmate across the nation. Um, if you want to speak specifically to the females, a specific message, and then speak to just everybody in general, that's fine. But just speak what's on your heart directly to that camera, and just let them know that you're here for them too. Okay. Uh, I just want to let you know that I love you and I believe in you and that I pray for you and that um, most of you someday will get out and it's going to be doable and the Lord's going to show up for you in mysterious ways and um, as long as you just keep the faith and hold on, um, things will start working themselves out for your good. And uh, I believe that with my whole heart. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. Uh, I usually pray at the end. Yes. But I'd love for you to pray uh, just over all the listeners. Okay. There's some people out here that are not, not in prison that are going to be listening to this, watching on YouTube. Uh, but just but just pray over everybody. Okay. You mind doing that? No, I don't right. mind at all. I'd be happy to. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time, for this meeting for just um, having divine appointments where we can get together and share your word and our story to help others. Lord, I pray for every inmate that's in TDCJ, the guards, um, everybody listening by way of however they're listening, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Yes. Uh, take care of their families, Lord. Open up doors that have been closed and closed the ones that should be. I pray, Lord, that you will be with the parole board, family members, and um, and that you will um, help them restore their relationships, um, get out of prison at exactly the perfect time, and um, just your will be done in yes. all of our lives. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. You're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you for not letting your background hold you back, but making it pay you back. Yes, sir. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.